0: After an exhilarating six-game series, your defending Stanley Cup champs are on their way to the second round. That, plus taking a look at the rest of the playoff landscape, coming up on this episode of the Bolts Broadcast. It's playoff time, and that means big stakes and even bigger promotions. Every day of basketball's playoffs, draft games will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. The best part, it's free to get your shot at these daily cash prizes. DraftKings will be offering two free to play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app. Go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which teams will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes that's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings this is the hockey
1: podcast network your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL
0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crosshaw with me today. And Chase, I've got a, a good feeling on how you're feeling tonight. It is Wednesday night, 1030. The Tampa-Florida game has just ended.
1: What are your thoughts? What are you feeling? Yay. Uh, well, obviously, <laughs> you're listening to this and you know the outcome. Uh, we just won the series, uh, won game six, as I think we both predicted, right? You predicted six games as well? Yep. Yeah, so uh, six-game series were just geniuses. You know, what, what, what's new? Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a kind of boring game for a lot of it, to be honest. It, it was really just Tampa kind of, you know, they, they got an early lead and, and had a little bit of control going forward. wasn't too many shots going back and forth. Um, it didn't pick up a little more there till the third period where, I mean, they started kind of pouring in the nut there. I mean, Samco's got one in the second, but the last two in the third, yeah, I mean, It it, it was just kind of a, you know, whatever, slow game. But regardless, Tampa wins, gets a shutout. I'm happy. It was definitely the slowest game of the entire series. And I
0: don't think it helped, Chase, that you and I both switching back and forth between this game and then the Penguins and the Islanders game. Because that one, a stacked house in Long Island. And it was it was an awesome game. the The atmosphere was phenomenal, and the game itself was very physical. A lot of scoring early on. So, um, going from that game, switching over to our Tampa game, where it was the worst game out of the six, at least in my mind. it It was a little slow, but overall feelings, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go to my boy SpongeBob and hit him with a quick. <laughs> Yes, sir. It was Sweet Victory.
1: I Okay, we just got demonetized for you playing Sweet
0: Victory through your microphone. No, we didn't because the only time we're not even getting monetized. (laughs) (laughs) And plus, even if there was demonetization, isn't it only like uh, you can't give out the whole song or whatever? That's why like reaction YouTube videos do well, because they stop every 20 seconds of a song or of a whatever a trailer reaction or whatever they're doing so only playing two seconds of sweet victory by spongebob himself i'm feeling good i know chase is feeling good but chase for the show overall today we are going to be taking a look at the tampa florida series as a whole going to be taking a look at who we could possibly face in the next round because that has not been determined yet then we're going to be doing an nhl playoff update all the series, we have five completed series thus far. A sixth one could be completed as we are recording uh, between Vegas and Minnesota. And then Chase, I've got a very important big question that I think a lot of people are going to be interested in. So that'll come after the commercial break. But Chase, first, got to continue to talk about Tampa. I think we start with Tonight's game. I know it's weird having to go back, but it was such a big victory. I think that the team played pretty well overall. Vasilevsky looked good. One person I have been very happy with this series as a whole, Victor Hedman. He came in looking a little bit slow towards the end of the season. This series, he has stepped up. He's looked like one of the best players in the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is obviously. Arguably, if not the best defenseman in the league. Um, you know, maybe this season he won't win that award. I think that should go to Adam Fox, but Hedman is gonna get some votes for sure. He he's just a, a very good uh, NHL defenseman. He's yeah, probably the best in the league right now. And he he just he, he played great. He did what he needed to, he, he helped shut down the opposition, he provided offense. He did everything that you could ask for your number one guy to do. And that's really something that truly happened in the series. It was always the star players kind of stepping up. Uh, you know, Vasilevsky had some kind of whatever performances, but when he had those performances, his team usually performed well in front of him, so it wasn't a big deal. Uh, but like Stamkos is getting on the score sheet. Kucherov obviously played fantastic. Braden Point uh, did well. Tyler Johnson, he, was, he seemed a little juiced up in, in the series and looking good. And Alex Kaloran had four goals. I mean, everyone was just firing on this team the way they should. So that, that's great to see moving on. Once we get into rounds two, three, and four, we'll kind of see if that production can maintain. Hopefully it does because, you know, that combined with Hedman getting back to his true, you know, full ability, it it makes it a very hard team to beat.
0: Absolutely, and I saw a lot of grittiness in our game tonight. Um, A lot of... New York Islander esque play because there was a lot of broken up passes, a lot of uh, getting in your face. And you saw even at the end of the game, Huberto very frustrated, very visibly frustrated. And obviously, it's because, you know, he lost. But during the whole game as well, it was very chippy, kind of in the middle of the ice, not one team getting a lot of pressure in a certain offensive zone. So uh, I, I liked it out of Tampa. But at the same time, depending who we play next series, we might not be able to do that as much. We might need to go with our strength and go complete offensive firepower. So uh, I did like what we saw out of Florida, though, tonight, and it was a good victory.
1: Yeah, you know, and kind of as you mentioned, how we might have to change a little bit of a philosophy. You know, that's the beauty of this team, being the level that you are. You're able to kind of adjust that philosophy going forward. You know, you kind of stay true to yourself at the end of the day, but you, you got to make tweaks. You got to be able to counter your opponent. And this team is really just set up to be able to counter anything they face. Uh, if, if you're going against a you know heavy offensive team, uh, the 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 D is strong enough and the goalie is the best in the league, you're you able to kind of suppress that. If you're going against a defensive team, you know the offense is just so overwhelming, you're kind of able to cycle the puck and get teams out of the rhythm. So you know I'm not too worried going forward. Whoever we end up playing, um, you know I, I'm not sweating it. I feel very confident about this Tampa team. There reason there's a reason that they are a favorite to win the Stanley Cup, even if they were only a third seed. It's because they probably really are the best roster here.
0: And Chase, the reason I wanted to start with the most recent game, the series clinching game, was one, I'm super excited, but also, two, I wanted to kind of gas up the Florida Panthers a little bit, kind of uh, inflate their tires a bit, because they played a good series against us, and they're a a young, bright team, they've got a great young goalie in Spencer Knight, we'll talk more about how he performed in the series when we look at the Game 5, but This is a team that I think we need to give props to. You know, this isn't a team that is known for being a true competitor, being that contending team. But I think in the next couple of years, we're going to
1: continue to see them here in the playoffs. Yeah, they're definitely going to be a mainstay, someone that's around. And they're they're not going to be, you know, letting up easy. Spencer Knight played fantastic. He came in. And uh, game five and really was the only reason for to win that game. He let in the first shot and made every other save after that. He was awesome. And even in this game, he, you know, was still making some good saves. He's a young goalie. and You throw him into the situation. It's not easy for a young goalie to do. But the way he handled himself, it bodes pretty well for this Florida team. So going forward, they're going to have to make some decisions with, with their goalie room because they have three capable goaltenders. One guy that's being paid way too much. So we'll see what they do next season. But regardless, I would assume Spencer Knight's like their guy next year and going forward and for quite a long time with a lot of playoffs coming up. And who knows, maybe Bobrovsky with his big
0: contract, if he can waive his no move clause or no trade clause, I don't know which one it is. Uh, Maybe Florida goes to Seattle and says, hey, We'll give you a pick if you can take them because we don't need the salary cap uh, on our books anymore. But, yeah, Chase, you mentioned Spencer Knight, uh, was absolutely phenomenal in Game 5. But I was a little bit worried because he let up the first goal in Game 5, continued to perform really well, looked great, and won the game in Game 5. He also gave up the very first shot, gave up a goal on his very first shot in Game 6, So I had a little PTSD. I was like, oh, boy, is he not going to let up a goal for the rest of the game? Luckily, even if he didn't, Vasilevsky had the shutout. But that was not the case for game six. He did let in a couple more. But, yeah, this kid is such a bright young star. He is going to be the guy for Florida, I think, next year.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I I would be hard-pressed to say that he's not. And, you know, it kind of is a shame that he didn't hold that from last game, you know, only letting in that first shot. Because if Tampa won, won this game one nothing, you know I'd be two for two on that parlay. Just need uh, Vegas to win by one and a half, so win, win by two goals, and I would would have made some good money tonight. But instead, Tampa, you know, they score four goals, Florida doesn't cover, and here we are. Chase and his parlays.
0: <laughs> Chase hey, is always you know betting what? on games, no matter what the cost. I, I I we've talked about it before. I can't bet on games. I have a in a what is it vested interest
1: in. Not nah, it, it it makes it more interesting and then like like I still have a parlay going just flat out money line. Uh, I, I got the aisles right, I got the Lightning right. Now if Vegas wins, then that one hits and, and I'll I'll make I'll make a few bucks off it. Nothing too major, but I'll make a few bucks. I can't complain. So it, it just I don't know. It's more fun to me. I haven't I've I probably took like a two week, uh, break from betting because I was on a pretty cold streak. Cause like you know I I just can't do this. I, I can't spend money, but. Here we are again. Today was the first day I did it in a little bit. Just kind of, you know, feeling good. So we're rooting for Vegas tonight so that you can take me out to lunch tomorrow. I think that sounds
0: great. But, Chase, let's talk about who our Tampa Bay Lightning will possibly go up against in round two. Right now, Carolina, Nashville, those are the two teams that are possible. Carolina's up 3-2 to two right now. Do you assume that Carolina continues on and wins it in game six or seven? Or do you think—
1: nashville makes an ultimate comeback and gets it done in seven no i I mean it's gonna be carolina nashville they've held in better than i thought they were gonna hold in to be honest but carolina is just the team that's more ready to do it right now they're they're gonna go in to game six tomorrow and i think they're gonna win it not necessarily handedly but but they're not gonna have too much of an issue i I think it's gonna be a pretty decidingly uh a pretty deciding win i guess i don't know how to word this for carolina um and you know it sucks for nashville team that um, it, like they have the talent, it just didn't kind of go right this year for them. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't imagine they can pull anything off here. And if it is Carolina, I feel like
0: that's going to be an incredible series. Just we, we've talked about Carolina basically all year because we've been fighting back and forth with them when it comes to being first in our division, and ultimately they took that. We took third in the division, but we've talked about them, they've got a lot of young stars. At their forward core, they've got a great defensive core. Their goalies have stepped up. So to have just Stamkos and Kucherov and Braden Point and so many others going against the likes of Sebastian Aho, Andrei Svechnikov, Toivo Tarvainen and Step Up, Marty Nakash, like that's going to be a, an electric series. And that's what I'm hoping for because Nashville, it wouldn't be as fun.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, There's a lot more youth speed skill to look at when you're looking at Carolina where that Nashville forward core is just always so just rough. They can't develop forwards in that organization for some reason. So it definitely be a little more action packed against Carolina. Uh, But at the same time, I think we get an easier win against Nashville. Either way, I think Tampa can handle both of these teams. No issue. I just look forward to having a good series. Absolutely. Well, Chase, we're going to go to a quick commercial break
0: after the commercial break. Going to be taking a look at the rest of the playoff landscape. And then my big question. Hello, hockey fans. My name is Nick Berlansky, host of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My co-host Nick Horwat and I talk all things Pittsburgh Penguins from top news to game analysis and other unconventional hockey talk. We've got you covered. New episodes every Monday. Tune in at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcast from. And let's go Pens. All right, and we are back, Chase, looking at the rest of the playoff landscape. Uh, Five series completed so far. We'll stick it out in the east um, as the New York Islanders took out the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight in a game six. We talked about it earlier. The game six was electric. The atmosphere was awesome, and That's a series that you predicted and I even talked about how I feel like that could happen, but I'm going to give it to the penguins because that could be their last chance with this trio of Malkin, Crosby and Latane. Um, Now that the penguins are out, is it their last push? Was, was that their last push?
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I I don't want to completely say it's their last push. I mean, they got to the point that they did with their brutal goaltending. I mean, If you saw the game today, I didn't even watch, like, all the game. You know, I watched, like, I watched the Pittsburgh game until Tampa came on, and then I, like, switched over once the intermission happened and watched through the end of that game. Um, But, like, I still happen to see every goal that went in on Jari, and, like, they're all just so bad. He's just not a good NHL goaltender. That's just the truth. Casey Smith is not the special himself either, but he was hurt, couldn't play in the series. So if they can improve that goaltending in some way, shape, or form, then, sure, this team can go back and make another run at it. But without any goaltending, I mean, this is their ceiling. And I saw some Penguins fans out there
0: uh, basically in tears saying, like, just looking at the Penguins with Tristan Jari while Marc-Andre Fleury is out there having one of the best seasons of his career. So uh, that's got to be tough for them. But... On the other side, the New York Islanders, they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins yet again, two times in the last three playoffs. This is a team that we talk about all the
1: time. They're kind of a boring style of hockey, but it's effective. It really is, and it counters what Pittsburgh does really well, because uh, Pittsburgh, their game, it's like it, it's skilled, um, but it's not necessarily like high-level skill. They still play with a little bit of intensity and a little bit more kind of like... Um, that's the word. One for they a little more thought because you know you know Crosby is he's such a he's such a smart player and, and Malkin knows the game incredibly well too. So it's it's a team with a little more thought, but at the same time you know you you almost need to just be flying at a team like the Islanders. If you can fly at them and just overwhelm them with speed and skill, that can kind of break them down. And just the way that Pittsburgh does it, I mean, the Islanders are the perfect team to neutralize them, so it makes sense. Absolutely. Well, Chase,
0: we'll move on to another series here, and that's between Boston and Washington. This one ended in five with Boston taking it. And if I if I recall,
1: you said it was going to be Washington, and you didn't need to worry about being wrong. See, I didn't have to worry about being wrong until the league was just rigging the playoffs. You know, oh. they think people think it's happening in Minnesota and Vegas. now it happened in Washington and Buffalo or Boston, whatever this team is. I don't know. B-Cities are always trash. Um, so we, we, you know, you could watch the series and you could see that, like, the, you know, they called back 14,000 Washington goals. They were just giving free goals to Boston. I mean, just just, just a big conspiracy, garbage league. You know, I, I would have been right, so it doesn't count. Sure. Well, this series, I think it also brings into question uh,
0: Washington as well. But I, I think... Overall, it was a pretty good series, one I expected. Tuka Rask, he actually looked pretty damn good. Uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to be expecting out of him with obviously last year not performing as high and then um, leaving from the bubble early to take care of his family. Then he comes back. Uh, Wasn't sure what the level of play was going to be in the playoffs specifically, and he did play really well. Uh, On the other side, Samsonov, I mean, it was solid but not good enough obviously
1: yeah and samson's a good goalie but he's still young and he's just he's had some struggles he's got to kind of figure find his footing and you know find his kind of level because he's got a really high ceiling i love his talent and down the road you know in a couple more seasons he'll be able to figure out a little bit more uh but this washington team they're really just in in a funky spot i mean like it's a team that should almost be ready to win but at the same time like you just know that the goaltending isn't quite ready, and they could maybe use another piece in their skater group. Uh, they're just they're they're in a very funky spot. So It's gonna be interesting to see what they do going forward. And I know the end of the series with the handshake
0: line was pretty emotional for a lot of Boston Bruins fans seeing Zidane Chara in the Capitals jersey get trounced by the, uh, the Boston Bruins. So that's got to be tough for them. But uh, honestly, outside of my father, I don't really care about any Boston Bruins fans because the Boston Bruins suck. Yes, they do. <laughs> but Boston versus the New York Islanders chase. What do you think of that series? Do you think it's going to be a good one? Do you think it's going to be a close one. Do you think it's going to be a snooze fest? What are your thoughts?
1: I don't think it's going to be a snooze fest. I don't think it's going to be high action, but I do think it'll be close. So I, I think the, the closeness and competitive like, aspect of it is what's going to be entertaining. It's not going to be a high flying offensive game. Uh, there's going to be goal score. Don't get me wrong. Both teams can score plenty of goals, but it's not going to be just some shootout or anything. Uh, uh, imagine a, a close heartfought series seven games you know i don't really know which way i want to lean in this if i had to go one way i would probably say the bruins but it's it's very close i like i could really go either way here
0: yeah if i had to predict something i'm sticking with my guns going the bruins um and it's kind of weird seeing a three and a four seed um continue on into the second round but it is what it is I'm just hoping for nothing but physicality. Obviously, you got very physical players on each side. You also have some really nice skill players on each side, Barzal, Taylor Hall. But I'm hoping for just all-out physicality. Give me 100 penalty minutes a night. I'm in for that. <laughs> all right, Chase. Well, let's move on to the Colorado-St. Louis series. This is one you and I both predicted, Colorado taken in four. And what do you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, St. Louis had no chance. It is what it is. Colorado, clearly the best team there. Um, St. Louis has some fine players, but they just didn't they didn't really just vibe together this year for some reason. It just it, it worked enough to get into playoffs, but not enough to look like any sort of legitimate threat. And exactly what we thought was gonna happen happened. And what do you
0: think about Colorado going up against either Vegas if they get it done tonight or possibly Minnesota if it goes to a game seven and they can take that? Do you think Colorado is the true threat here? I know a lot of people had Vegas as some pretty high odds, but just based off of Colorado's regular season and what they did to the Blues,
1: I feel like Colorado's got to be the team to beat. I mean, it's going to be Colorado versus Mark under Fleury and what it comes down to because Fleury's been the whole reason Vegas is where they are. I mean, honestly, if, if they had someone else in that, um, they, I, I really don't. I really think Minnesota would be winning the series because Minnesota has just like, kind of pounded them. Uh, they, they've looked better in a lot of games. You know, Flurry's had to do so much work with so little support for whatever reason. It's just not clicking Vegas right now. But if they win the series, they can kind of recoup and re, re kind of gather themselves. And I think they will be a harder team to beat in the second round uh, if, if, if they end up winning, which I'm going to guess that they will. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a breeze for Colorado, but I definitely think that Colorado's going to come out on top of the series.
0: Hey, also, don't forget about Gary Bettman and the refs, obviously, rigging it for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, nope. But Chase, we'll move to the Canadian division now. Probably the most surprising series, I would say. Um, I think a lot of people had uh, Edmonton taking it. I had Winnipeg but I did not have it in a sweep. And that was the case. There were two games that went to, what was it, double or triple overtime? Triple overtime was game four. I don't remember the other one. Okay, so you had a couple overtime games and Winnipeg able to clutch up in both of those. I'm, I have to say I put out on Twitter after two games. I said, are people actually shocked that Winnipeg's actually being competitive against Edmonton? Like, I feel like that's stupid. But when it comes to a 4-0 sweep over Edmonton and McDavid and Drysidle, they did have a little bit of uh, a little bit of a burst. I think it was in game 3 they put on a little bit of a show before they before Winnipeg came back in the uh, overtime, but I am shocked that it went only 4 games.
1: Yeah, I mean it it, it was really shocking. I mean, other than game one, and you know it was a four-one Oilers or four-one Jets went over the Oilers. Uh, every other game was a one-goal game because every other game did go to overtime. So there was two single overtime games and one triple overtime game is how it came down. Um, it really is shocking that when it came out with all four. It's hard to believe that you get to overtime and McDavid Drysdale can't sneak it in at least once to make it at least a five-game series. But here we are, our hometown kid Kyle Connor, former classmate, buries in third overtime in game four to send the team on. Uh, you know, you're cool for him. Uh, obviously, we, we support him. We support Connor Hallowuck, support our Michigan boys on that team. There's quite a few, actually. But, you know, I'm happy for Winnipeg. It w- would have been nice to, you know, get my team right instead. But Winnipeg is definitely one team that I'm happy I'm being wrong about.
0: Yeah, for sure. And Chase, they now go up against what we assume to be Toronto. We could be wrong. Montreal could turn it around and uh, go, you know, into the second round, go game seven and beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in game seven. But I think that you and I both safely assume that Toronto is going to make it, whether it be in game five or maybe game six, Toronto is going to take the series. So if it is
1: Winnipeg and Toronto, what are your thoughts on that series? Uh, I I think it'll be pretty solid. Honestly, I I, I got to imagine Toronto comes out on top of that one though. I just think their whole team just overwhelms uh, Winnipeg at that point. You know, Winnipeg's got Connor Halbuck and that, and then some of the weapons that we've already talked about. But Toronto is just they've got really all the all the talent offensively Uh, it's on a team that I think can go much further than the third round but I also at the same time think that they could get by Winnipeg easily yeah and I think Winnipeg could have a little bit of juice and maybe
0: push Toronto to the brink because Toronto obviously without one of their star players and their captain John Tavares so definitely an interesting series to keep an eye on if it does come to fruition but Chase let's now talk about my big question So this involves the Penguins and the Washington Capitals. Uh, Not going to mention the Oilers, even though the Oilers have had some terrible um, playoff success and uh, even missing playoffs. The Edmonton Oilers really haven't been there, but we know they're going all in. They've got Dreisaitl. They've got McDavid under long-term deals, so they're going to continue to push. But with Pittsburgh and Washington, They've got a lot of older players. Uh, Washington has Ovi on a expiring deal. Pittsburgh has Malkin and Latane only one year left on their deal. So my question is this time next season, after the trade deadline, looking at the playoff landscape, what are we looking at for the Penguins and the Capitals roster wise? Are they going to look pretty similar to this year? Is there going to be some moves that happen? Obviously you got to take into effect the trade deadline, but also the expansion draft. I'm seeing a lot of Capitals fans already saying bye to Evgeny
1: Kuznetsov. What are we looking at for both the Penguins and the Capitals? So I would safely say that Ovechkin, Malik, and Latang are all staying exactly where they are. They're not going anywhere. Um, so I, I would imagine they're on these teams at that point. I think both these teams will still be competitive and pushing for playoffs at that point. Um, you know, Kuznetsov very well could be gone. I, I saw a comment was made today out of Washington that they were willing to move him. You know, if the, if like the price is right, essentially uh, if there's a trade that they think can make their team better then they'd make the move. If they could figure out something, I don't know what the hell they would figure out. I don't know where a, a good fit is and good value is for a guy like Kuznetsov because he's a really good hockey player and he's that borderline elite talent, if not true, like actual elite talent. So it's, it's kind of a funky position there, but if they can get a good return, I could, I can definitely see him being moved, but if I honestly had to lean one way or another, I would probably say he's going to be back in Washington. I don't imagine these rosters being too different. That's not the answer I wanted to hear. I'll be honest with you, Chase. I yeah, I know.
0: Like, I, it's a staple to have Ovi Backstrom on the Washington Capitals, a staple to have Malkin, Latane, Crosby on the Penguins. I didn't mention Crosby's name. He's got a longer term deal, and it is... Probably outside of McDavid, probably the most unlikely situation where a player departs from his current team. But
1: yeah, he'll never leave Pittsburgh.
0: I, I want to see change. I really do, and um, I I have somewhat of a love for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it would break my heart to see Malkin and Latane go. But at the same time, like. I want to see league shakeup and we've talked about it before on the podcast that the one thing that really excites me about the NFL is all of the player movement. Free agency is huge. It feels like a lot of players are moving around where the NHL, they don't really have that right now. If you saw Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Malkin, Latane, all leaving teams going to a separate team, who knows, maybe even pulling a, a Kevin Durant route, trying to make a super team somewhere. I, I think that would be so much fun.
1: You know, it, it, w- it would be fun. Don't get me wrong. But the way the NHL salary is, the way that players get paid, you know, all the stuff, it just makes those types of situations unlikely to happen. You know, players in, in hockey are extremely loyal. They like staying with their teams. They'll take discounts for their home teams or they'll leave and want a ton of money. And you, at that point, you got to pay one player a bunch of money. You can't, you know, add pieces around them. So that's why I've seen in Toronto. You know, they've got this great offensive group, but defensively, they're still lacking. And in a year or two, they're really going to be in trouble. You know, once like they, they got some other players come in, the cap's not going up. So it's uh we don't see these type of crazy free agency stuff as much as we want to. And I just really can't imagine, you know, anything changes. Like uh, uh, the only way Ovi's leaving Washington, in my opinion, is if he's going to Russia. And he's not going back to Russia until he breaks that goal scoring record. I, I, I
0: just think I'm in the wrong sport. I'll be honest, Chase. I mean, I love hockey to death, but I always talk about I want the movement. And I always talk about I want that cocky hockey player. I want there to be a guy that is the best in the world, but is still kind of a douchebag. So uh, I guess I'm just in the wrong sport, and that's not going to happen. You're going to continue to break my heart, break my uh, or shatter my dreams. But uh, I think it would be exciting. And I am interested in. To see if a year from now, if Washington and Pittsburgh are basically set up the same as they are now. So going to be interesting to see. But Chase, before we move to hockey name of the day, we did want to quickly mention World Championship Hockey. And that's because there's been a lot of craziness happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to go into it a little more, too, once this tournament winds down. But for anyone that hasn't been paying attention, I mean, Canada... They've just picked up their first win in their fourth game. Uh, they, they lost to the likes of Latvia and Germany and the U.S., of course, too. Go USA. But it's been a funky tournament. I mean, Great Britain is winning. The only team that doesn't have a win so far is Italy. But so Great Britain's been winning. Kazakhstan, and Latvia, uh, Germany. You know, these countries have been doing pretty well. Slovakia, uh, they, they were at the top of, of one of the pools for a while. It, it's just it's been crazy. I mean, it, it's awesome to see. I love it every team except for Italy is legitimately in the running to still move on to like the play in round, the playoff rounds. Um, obviously we're here in the next day or two. It's going to change because a couple teams are going to get that third, fourth loss, but it just, it's been so much fun for anyone that has been watching. Uh, I, I highly recommend watching. I love international hockey, even if it's not the highest level, because you know that the top Canadians, Americans, and some of the other random players aren't there. It is a ton of fun. And we honestly might see a couple players added like Germany, for example, they have roster spots still. Maybe Dreisaitl, Edmonton season's done. If he thinks they have a chance to medal, he goes over there and he can play in that tournament. Just adds another level of excitement. There's just a whole lot going on there, and I highly recommend at least checking it out. That'd be insane if Leon Saddle goes over and,
0: hey, he's talked about craziness, how it's been an exciting tournament. I, I probably would have bet $1,000 that Canada would have beat Lafayette. So just to see Lafayette pull off a victory over Canada, absolutely absurd. So definitely an exciting tournament to keep an eye on. We'll do some more updates about that uh, once the tournament winds down, like Chase mentioned. But for now, we will end this episode off with a hockey name of the day. Um, scrolling down here and... Man, do I want
1: to say Ludwig or do I want to say Ludwig? Hmm. I'm going to go Ludwig Nerschel. Yes, sir. Ludwig Nerschel. Look at you. (laughs) I'm so mad. I don't think it was too hard of a name. I just thought it was a fun name. So, yeah, Ludwig Nerschel, N-I-R-S-C-H-L, is a 20-year-old German hockey player. Uh, He's kind of playing the lower levels in Germany. He, he played in the German two for most of the season. Next season, he'll be in the like German three league. So it, it's still pro hockey, uh, you know, lower level over there. But he put up some good numbers in the German three league as a 19-year-old. Now that he's uh, 20, going to be 21. Um Next season, back in the German three league, we'll see what he does. Played a little bit internationally for Germany, never in any world championships or world junior championships or anything. But he, he's not a bad hockey player. Um, Someone that will end up being a full-time German league player in his career, but probably nothing more than that.
0: And Chase, I don't know if you watch the Twitch streamer Ludwig. Um, I get a chuckle out of him. I watch a little bit of his content. So I kind of wanted to go that route. But seeing the last name, obviously seeing that he is not American. I I did go Ludwig and, you know, that that's that's how we put the money in the bank, basically. (laughs) Sure. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, Chase, that'll do it for the episode. If you could give them a quick outro or a quick up, update, what? Yeah, update. There you go. Give them a quick update on how they can uh, stay up to date
1: with us, and then we'll get out of here. All right, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon and support us that way, we'd really appreciate it. Not just us, but the whole network. Nothing required. Just another way to support us and get more content. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Boltz Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet. That's at Hockey Podnet. While I write it, follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. It's WNPSportsPod. Sports Pod. That way, you can get your hockey talk, your football talk, your Tampa Bay Lightning talk, your random shiznit talk, whatever you want. I mean, really, all three of those platforms offer in some way, shape, or form. So make sure to go check out all three of those Twitter accounts. Make sure to go to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Whoever listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. And whatever you do, don't forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.